Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're continuing to learn Mesechtas Chagiga, Perek Gimel, Mishnah Hay, and Mishnah Vav, as we are almost at the end of Seder Moed, which is extremely exciting. And we are continuing our lo- learning the laws of Taharos, complicated and complex, and it almost pains me that I can't go into in depth into all these topics that are coming up, and I even feel like my cursory overview is not even, not only is it not sufficient, it probably isn't as clear as it should be, but that's what it is. Taharos is fairly complicated. So, let us begin. We were discussing areas where we treat Truma more stringent than we treat Kodesh, namely when it involves an Amaretz, and for sociological reasons, as we said, the Amaretz, those who are not stringent in laws of Truma, still tend to be stringent when it comes, and careful when it comes to the law, laws of Kodesh, things that are used in the Temple. Here is another area. From the town of Modias, which is roughly 15 miles outside, or kilometers, 15 mil outside of Yushalayim, and inward toward Yushalayim, if a Am Aret says this, this utensil, this clay utensil, is Tahar, it, was, it didn't become pure, now they are trusted about the earthenware utensils, pots, cups, jars, etc., so if they're using it for Kodesh. Why? Why are they trusted? So actually, there's a couple of reasons offered, and probably all of them are related. When it comes to kachim and cooking kachim, cooking the sacrificial stuff, you need to cook it in you cook it in clay or pottery. And there are two factors here. One is there's a need for a lot of them. However, when you have a, a great need and you don't have a limited supply, that means you need to create uh, more ways to make it. Uh, so you have to get more potterers. The there was a prohibition. It seemed to be that some sort of um, almost an ordinance, that we don't allow potters to operate in Yerushalayim because the smoke from the kiln will come out of the kiln and blacken the walls of Yerushalayim and take away from the beauty and splendor of Jerusalem. Therefore, they said, if you have a kiln, you have to do it outside of Yerushalayim. So now what you're going to have is people need pottery. They need these, these, this pottery, these utensils in Yerushalayim. But the only way to really get it is outside of Yerushalayim. And in order to ensure that there were a lot of people selling this, you wouldn't end up with a, a demand and not enough. They said, therefore, anyone who's outside Yushalayim is believed to say, and even if you're not Amaretz, is believed to say, these are Tahar. Whereas when it comes to Truma, they're not believed because Truma, there wasn't as big of a need. Moreover, and I think this is also integral, when you cook in an earthenware vessel, the earthenware vessel absorbs some of the flavor of whatever you're cooking, which is why it's impossible to kosher an earthenware vessel if someone mistakenly makes it non-kosher. That being the case, if you cook a carbon, let's say you cook your carbon shlumim in an earthenware vessel, some of the taste of that, the tam of that carbon, that sacrifice, is going to enter into the walls of the earthenware vessel. Now, all is kosher. However, all carbonos have a finite duration for when you can consume them, either one or two days, which means after two days with your shlumim, the taste inside the walls of that vessel is now considered noser, and it's prohibited and forbidden to eat from it. So effectively, any clear using for um, cooking, cooking any earthenware clear you're using for cooking kachim is chad pami, it's one-time use, you can never use it again, whereas truma, we don't have the same din. That's a long way of saying, this is why when it comes to kachim, we give this dispensation that we trust nam aretz, anywhere from modius inwards, that when he says these kalim are tahar, they're pure, then in fact these utensils are pure. They're not trustworthy to vouch for the status of any kli outside of the, uh, this 15-mile diameter um, uh, from Modius to Yerushalayim. Ketzai. How exactly does it work? 
Let's say, let's say you have someone who is selling pots and he brings them from outside of Modus and he comes into the area of Modus inwards. Meaning, let's say a person's in Tveria. You have a potter in Tveria and they come, they travel with all their pots, they come inside. He is believed as long as there are three conditions that are met. So this is TSA is going to ask him. He's going to say to him as follows. Do you have anyone else's? Caleb, are these all yours? Um, that's number one. Number two is, he's going to say to them, are these pots uh, the ones you brought? And you didn't add them for some Sorry. Number one is, did you make them? Number two is, did you take? Uh, did, you, you know, did you pack your bags yourself or did you include someone else's stuff in there? And number three was, um, and, and number, that's number one, number two. And number three is that you have, people have to have seen him bring it in there. If no one saw him bring it in there, so we can't believe him. And Yatsa, once he leaves Modus, heading toward, away from Yushalayim, he loses his trustworthiness. Meaning to say, it's not that we believe him, don't believe him, but rather we're not going to extend this dispensation, this leniency, to believe him because now no longer, we, we no longer need this leniency because he's outside of the Modus area, so it's no longer being used. So again, three, three things is, one is, he is the potterer. Number two is that he didn't include other people's stuff with his stuff. He packed his bags himself. And number three is we saw him come into Yerushalayim with, or into this area with these kalim. Okay. Once we're talking about trustworthiness, let's move out. Hagabayin, or expand it, Mishnah 6. Hagabayin, Let's see you have tax collectors who enter into a house and they seize some of the utensils to pay a debt. And afterwards, the debt is paid. So then with actual money, so they return the vessels. Do we ask, what, 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 what status are these utensils? Can we assume they're still tahar, they're still pure? Or do we have to say, no, they've become uh, impure, they've become tummy? Um, or, let's say you have a case where you have thieves who break into a house, they steal some vessels, utensils, and then they come to return it to the rightful owners. So in fact, we trust them to say, we do not touch these utensils. Which is interesting, why is that the case? So, two things. For the case of the Ganavs, the, 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 um, the, those who are the thieves, the Miri points out, because they have a sincere desire to do tshuva, to uh, repent, so therefore they're not going to lie when they're repenting. They're coming to return uh, to Hashem Ezekazel, to return what they stole. They're doing it out of sincerity. They don't want to, uh, they, and therefore when, they, when they, they, they say they returned it and they didn't touch inside of it, so then in fact we can believe them because we, why would they lie to you when they're trying to do the right thing? What about the tax collectors? So here, it only seems to be the case. The way the, the Rav points out, the Bartonur points out, is there. You didn't know they came into your house. Meaning to say, you owe, let's say, a thousand dollars in taxes, and with, unbeknownst to you, the tax collector, collector enters your house, removes some vessels, and then only afterwards you go and pay him up, not knowing he had taken the vessels. And so he goes back and goes, "Oh, here are the vessels that I actually took as a some sort of collateral or in place instead of the money. You can have it back." Now, why is he believed? So, which we call, a principle is called Pesha Asr, who a Pesha Hitter. The mouth that made it Asr, as in this tax collector who made it Asr, he's the one who told you he took it out. You didn't know he took it out. He told you he took it out. He's also the one, if we believe him to say that he took it out, we're going to also believe him to say that when he took it out, he didn't touch inside of it. He didn't make it impure. However, if you did, you were the one who saw him take it out. So now it's Asr because you saw him take it out. So he's not believed to say that he didn't touch it and make it impure. Ubi Yushalayim. Neman uh, ala kodesh in Yerushalayim proper, all only um, amaratzim are, are are trusted, even about large earthenware vessels that are that are used for kodesh. Okay, but they're not used. They're not trusted when it comes to kalim used for truma. Ubashas regel afal truma, and the principle is because for regel chayav adol taras atz regel, we everyone purifies themselves in anticipation of going into the base of migdash. So even an amaratz who normally is not careful about the observance of tumah uh, impurity throughout the whole year. 
on 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 the regal on Purim, Pesach, uh, Purim, excuse me, Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot, he is trusted, and therefore we can trust his utensils if he says they are tar. I wish you all a wonderful day, and I'm looking forward to tomorrow to the last two Mishnayos and Seder and Mish, Mishnayos Chagiga and Seder Moed. I wish you all a wonderful day.